This is episode 168 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I have Roy Soretsky on the show. He's the founder and CEO of Twig.io and we talk about how to increase your conversion rates using autonomous hyper-personalization. So let's dive right into it. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Have you ever been shopped at Amazon? Probably if you do, you will find out that after a while you get a hyper-personalized store. That's a big advantage there and Amazon does that for a reason because it increases conversion rates. Now that was something that you could not actually do on Shopify, but there is a solution so that has changed. So we want to talk about autonomous hyper-personalization for your store, for your website. And for that, I have Roy Zaretsky with me. He's the founder and CEO of Twig.io. He's a seasoned entrepreneur who has been involved in internet optimization and marketing community since 1997. At the age of 13, he founded his first startup and since then he has made waves in the United States, England and Israel. Now runs Twig that owns apps to serve more than 5,000 Shopify merchants worldwide and they have developed a app using AI and machine learning that solves the problem and delivers hyper-personalization. So we want to talk about this today. So let's welcome Roy to the show. Hi, Roy. How are you today? Hello, Klaus. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Roy, give me a bit of an overview of why it is so important to have a hyper-personalized store. It's actually very simple. The attention span of users online is a known figure. Seven seconds before they bounce off a page, if they don't find what's relevant for them, we're all familiar with this figure. When you just A-B test with a couple of versions, you might find a better version, but you wouldn't find the best version for every user. Whereas an individualized version might lead users to spend more time on your page, to not bounce, to shop more, to increase the AOV. It increases the retention, the conversion rate. When users find what they are looking for, faster. Now, the big players in the market, like Amazon and others, they already knew about that years ago, and they have heavily invested in personalization there. For Shopify, it was not that easy. And you took on the task to change that. And I think it was not an easy one. Tell me a little bit about that. That is correct. It actually was a long journey of six years in development under stealth mode, but that's true what you're saying. The large players like Amazon, TikTok, Facebook, and so forth, they do hyper-personalization and you as a user get an individualized view of each and every one of these services. Whereas other websites, even Walmart, the large websites, right? They have to rely on solutions for A-B testing. They have to use their entire IT team, enterprise software integration that typically would take months over months and then maintenance that requires a full team to maintain just a few variations of the website. For example, a clothing store like Asus might offer one variation of the website selling summer clothing for the different warm and cold countries. But there was not a solution that introduced neither to the enterprises, not to mention the SMBs, that individualizes the experience. So what we tried to do was to develop a solution that would not only enable SMBs to enter the game, but also change the game, the rules of the game. So not an A-B, but an individualized version where every visitor who enters the website gets a personalized view designed for them, initially based on lookalike by down the road, based on their actual behavior, adaptive to their behavior. And the key here was that the integration would not be as social as the A-B testing solution, that you wouldn't need a full team 
of IT people to integrate an API and UX team and marketing. So we developed seven proprietary technologies, seven engines that working in synergy, they offer the world's first autonomous solution. So once you essentially integrate Twig, every visitor who would enter, let's say your store, would see the products that are most relevant for them first. So it would reorganize the catalogs, raising the products that you might find relevant from the bottom of the page to the top, reorganize the navigation and so forth. But the key here is to make it autonomous so you wouldn't have to deal with code integration as an SMB and to make it lightweight so it would be affordable. So you wouldn't have to pay the enterprise license fee, which is tens of thousands of dollars plus the team. That was the key. So it took us a while to crack that. Okay. What I find impressive, and you mentioned that briefly, is that it also changed the navigation. So obviously not only the collection page or the homepage, but also the navigation, which I think that that's a very tricky part. And I have never seen that before. So tell me a little bit of what people in a perfect world scenario, I think best personalization is when they do not know that it is personalized and just looks like out of the box. Tell me a little bit about what's the perfect user experience on that side. Let's take a grocery store, for example, have integrated a tweak on the website. So initially, tweak would start by serving only half of the visitors with a personalized view, and that would rely on their behavior, right? Because we don't have lookalikes for this website as they just install it. The other half would be the control view of the website. So we don't change anything because at the end of the day, in order to measure the uplift, to measure the effect on the ROV and the conversion rate, we need a comparison group that doesn't experience the change. Now, let's take a random visitor on the tweak group. It enters the website as they've just installed the app and we don't have any data of their visitors yet. The user would enter the homepage and start navigating the website. So for example, if they enter a grocery store and click on a tomato, on that tomato page, right as they enter, the categories, the navigation would place the vegetables and fruits category at the top of the navigation, just because we now realize that this user started browsing for vegetables. So we would raise the category to the top, making it easier for him to navigate to the rest of the products that might be looking for. Now, obviously it doesn't work for everyone, but that's the key about the big data and the machine learning. We always measure the effect of the personalized view versus the control group of that specific user segment. So as long as the personalized view outperforms the control view, we will continue doing so. And if it underperforms, then for that particular user on the next session, we might toss a coin and decide it might move to the control. But in general, the groups will gradually adapt to what works and what doesn't. And then for one user segment, you might serve more personalized views. Whereas for another user segment, you might serve less personalized views, always retaining a certain portion of the website for every single segment for the control group or for the tweet group. So a minimum of 10%. But these are not segments you would create as in on A-B testing campaigns. You don't need to say who it is you're targeting. You don't need to create experimentations. The segments are semantic and endless. One website could have tens of thousands of segments and other ones just tens. It depends on the size, but just they are being generated on the back based on your site traffic and then targeted and rebalanced according to the effectiveness of the process. So I don't want to ask you to give the farm away, but what are the data points that you're working with? So what is collected to get a profile 
for a user to then really build a store for them. There are the typical anonymous data points that every tool would collect, such as the browsing behavior, what pages you've seen, how long you've spent there, what you've done on a website, where you came from, geolocation. But Twig actually collects hundreds of additional data points due to two of its other proprietary engines. So one would be the preliminary KPIs, right? So we know the household income, the average household income based on the geolocation. And when you translate your geolocation to the weather, so this would help with the same example I provided before, winter clothing versus summer clothing, right? So we know if it's cold at your region or warm, and then we would adapt based on that. We know what it is you're doing on the website. Twig has an inherited gold detection engine that translates all your events and actions into business code. So if you added a product to the cart, we know that without any configuration. And if you abandon the cart, we know what products you left there. So we know registrations and newsletter subscriptions and logins and demo requests and trial requests and edit profiles. And every single event is being translated to the actual event. So we have actually a full view of the profile. And the best thing about uh, Twig is that we don't lose the full view of the profile. So whereas other tools would only look at the 14% on average of logged in users, because we know cookies are obsolete and due to the GDPR and CCPA, it's very difficult to track user behavior and their, all their sessions, we can develop the cookie-less solution that resolves the attribution issues. And we have a full history of 99.9% .9 of the users that last for an average of a year. So when you as a user return to the website, we have an anonymous profile just for you that has all your history with the products you've added to the cart, what you've purchased, the, the summary of the AOV and so forth. And we use that to better your next session. But we also have a very significant effect on the first session based on the behavioral changes and the lookalike profiles that affect your first page view. It just takes a little bit longer before Twig generates lookalike profiles. That's very interesting. One question I have there is a lot of merchants think they know who their audience is but they don't know. This is your machine learning. Obviously, you're building up a much better profile of the perfect customer than anyone might do on a manual basis. What kind of data do you provide for the merchants from the machine learning? It's actually even a worse scenario today than it was a couple of years ago. Again, due to cookies. And as you're aware, Google is actually deprecating GA and releasing GA4 comes June, July. So the thing about that is that you wouldn't be able to access user journeys no more on GA4. They've removed that feature altogether because they don't have the full profile. First of all, apart from Tweak, we've also introduced Tweak Analytics not long ago. It's still an alpha version. We're going to release the beta version next month. But Tweak Analytics is a free solution, 100% free, which is supposed to be an alternative to Google Analytics only much more usable for SMBs because of the UI, but more so it also translates all the events as I suggested, whereas on GA you would have to integrate code to reveal all of these events. So users would be able to get a more accurate view of their users count, whereas nowadays on GA, if a visitor re-enters your website 20 times via incognito or doesn't prove the consent consent dialog, which 67% of the users don't, then he would be considered as 20 first time users instead of one user with 20 visits. If he completes a purchase, Google Analytics would translate it to a segment with 20 visits to users and 5% conversion rate, where in fact, you don't have statistical coherency. It's just one user with 100% conversion rate. So Twig knows that. And not only we know that and show the user journey and the funnels and all the events and translate all the data and provide you the best traffic sources, the lifetime values for these sources, a full attribution model showing you all your ads and what worked best and what didn't, because we translate the UTMs, because we run on the same layer as GA, we are both integrated on the front, a single line of code for integration, right? So we have the ability to push these events into Google Analytics. So technically, if you have Twig on your website 
And Twig has the goal detection engine that identifies all these events and tracks all the users in a more accurate manner. Then you can switch on a feature that is just a single click of a button, which would push all of these events directly into GA and would better their statistics. So then if you're used to using GA and you want to see everything there, then you would have a fully autonomous marketing automation integration. All the events would immediately be integrated into Google Analytics. All our user identifiers right, would be sent to Google Analytics to improve their users count. So essentially, Tweak could be used just to improve GA. But if you use Tweak as a dashboard or Tweak Analytics, it would give you also the views that GA can't reveal because they are not built to it, such as the user journeys. Okay, no, that's very, very interesting. So we might have lost a couple of people who are not that data focused. So I <laughs> want to take one step back. The normal user or the normal merchant might not say, okay, everything's automated you're building a fully autonomous personalized store there do i lose control over my own store so how far can they manage the store on what gets personalized and what not first of all you don't lose control over anything because you could switch any feature on and off now the store view and everything is what you've created and what you decided to be presented on every page so the great thing about tweak is we don't shift products from one page to another we can on our enterprise version right and you could even edit the call to actions the graphics you could personalize anything on any given website but But on Tweak, the app that is presented on Shopify or Wix or on the other platforms, we decided to focus on what has the highest value for customers. So we found that you could only have a limited amount of call to actions, right? But there's an endless amount of reorganizations for a catalog of permutations. And every user can actually get an individualized view of the catalog for them, which is adaptive to their behavior. So when we saw that the navigation reorganization and the products reorganization on the pages, not shifting products from one page to another, but just reorganizing the pages that you already decided what products they will present, this has the highest effect. So we increased the monthly revenue for stores by over 10% every month. With some stores have an increase of 30, 40%, right? But we have an average of over 10% revenue increase for the stores, which is derived from increasing the AOV and increasing the conversion rate. And that is all due to the reorganization of the navigation and the product pages. So at the end of the day, You choose what products to show on every page, on every category. So if you have a category and page one has these products, page two has these products, we wouldn't shift products from page two to one or vice versa. We just reorganize each page internally. And that alone has the effect on what we discussed when the call started, the seven seconds attention span. So a user enters a page. Instead of seeing something that is irrelevant for them in the top row, they see the most relevant products from them from that specific page. And that has a significant effect on sales, on retention, and decreased bounce rate. It makes perfect sense. And I think the user experience is just so much different than people usually, as I said, they search and if they can't find anything within seven seconds, they're gone, they bounce off and you lose yeah. a potential customer, even if you have the product in the store, but they just couldn't find them. Now, how does the onboarding work? So what's the kind of step? by step process to get it working in a store. You go to the Shopify app store or to Wix, wherever you are. You look up Twig, you'll find the app, you click add up and that's it. That's the onboarding. We might ask you to provide with your email address and name because we want to have good relations and contact with you to report on the app lift and so forth. And the email on the Shopify platform is not necessarily the email of the user, it might be accounting email and so forth. So our onboarding only actually asks for the email address. That's it. You don't need to set up anything. Twig sets up itself. Once you install the app and that's just the add up button, it scans your websites to identify the products catalogs, the navigation. It's 
starts offering 50% of users with an individualist view. Gradually, it adapts and learns what works and what doesn't. And had you changed your entire website UI, changed the design completely, Twig would simply adapt to the new design without you doing anything. Essentially, you don't need to maintain anything. You have the automations tab where you can switch certain automations on and off. Some of them would be like localization, for example, currency localization. Not all platforms offer that. The ones that does, you don't need that. The ones you don't, you can switch it on. It would localize. But the majority of what we offer is personalization. So you could switch off reorganizing the navigation if you don't want to do that and leave just the products or vice versa. But at the end of the day, you don't need to do anything on Twitch. Just switch actions on and off. And there's a validation feature over there where you could switch Google Analytics integration on and off. And if you do that, it would do what we just discussed. It would push all the events into analytics for configuration of that. But also when a visitor would enter your website, it would immediately fire an event labeling them tweak or control. And you can see that on the browser network if you're more technical. So you can see that it's being sent from the front, not from the back. Let's leave these terms aside. You can actually validate the uplift and prove that Twik is actually the one who is responsible for the revenue uplift. So Twik is only two tabs. One would be the overview tab where you see the statistics and data on your website and how much money we've added to your bottom line. And the other one would be the automations tab where you switch automations on and off. If you'd like, you could also integrate Twik Analytics for free. And this would present you with a third tab on the app that has all the in-depth insights, real-time data about your users, traffic sources, analysis of the user segments, deep dive into their funnels. But that's a free app. That's a separate app. Okay. Bit of a bigger overview question there. You're working with more than 5,000 versions and that's a ton. So you get a lot of data in and you see what's happening in the market right now. So yeah. what's your prediction for 2023 with artificial intelligence, machine learning and all of that? Where's the market heading to? That's true. Twik is currently integrated actually on more than 5,000. It's nearly 6,000 stores just on Shopify alone. And you're absolutely right. The trend is showing that, first of all, SMBs are taking charge. There are more and more SMBs, more and more businesses are opening every single day. And it's growing very fast uh, in all platforms. And also with the introduction of OpenAI in December, we're seeing more and more solutions that are embedding AI into their solutions. So obviously, Twik being an AI tool, it can also benefit from tools such as OpenAI. Because, for example, Twig utilizes its AI algorithms just to reorganize elements, but we don't compile copy. But we are about to introduce a new automation that would personalize the product descriptions. So every user who enters a product page would see a description written for their profile. So we're going to use the common AI tools. And we see that other companies are building different tools, for example, AI chatbots or support. So you could ask what products are best for me, and it would just introduce you with the relevant products in the chat. AI is actually going to be very big next year. It already is very big, and it only took it three months to kind of dominate the industry. But in terms of website owners, people working in the industry, AI is going to be a key factor. Everyone is going to have to use AI. And the main differentiator is going to be whether you know how to use AI or not. It's never going to replace people. It's just going to replace people who don't know how to use it. But it's definitely going to change the game. Yeah, I'm completely with you. We're on the same page there. I agree. AI should facilitate and help you. I'm already using it in my own business and just make your life easier and don't see it as a competitor there. Tell me a little bit about the pricing structure of Twig.io. We actually started with just a subscription model. Currently, the pricing 
pricing is based on plans that go anywhere between the free model where you start free and all the way up to a few hundred dollars per month for the large website. That's just about it. We try to play with model where you also charge a rev share from the uplift. You don't have to choose these plans. We're actually still playing with the pricing because we are doing pricing optimization ourselves. But currently the plans, they don't go anywhere above $1,000 a month. No store would pay that. So it's actually a cost that is a fraction of the enterprise tools. The benefit is much higher. The maintenance is zero. So you don't have to pay for the maintenance either. Suitable for any size of store. So very comfortable pricing, very convenient. We actually have stores who are just starting they don't have any sales at all yet. And they are paying for the minimum fee for Tweak because they really enjoy the insights. So they use the platform as an insights machine to know which traffic they need to drive into the website to begin with. But just to be clear, Tweak becomes effective in terms of personalization and increasing your revenue only when you already have some revenue. So it doesn't know how to turn nothing into something. You need to have an initial amount of sales, let's say even just one, five, 15 transactions a month, one every other day. But we need to have some once we have that, Twik becomes optimal and starts increasing the revenue. But it doesn't drive traffic into your website, which SMBs with, that are very new to the industry sometimes confuse it with. So boosting sales is not being done by boosting more traffic to your website, but by personalizing their experience, improving their experience and getting them to purchase more. But they need to have something to work with. Makes perfect sense. Where can people find out more about the solution? So there's a website. Twik, T-W-I-K.io. You could also look us up on a different platform. So if you're a Wix user, you could search Twik on Wix. On Shopify, you could do that. And then you will find two apps, the free app for analytics and the personalization app, which is just Twik, where you could start free and grow gradually. Okay, cool. I will put the links in the show notes and you just one click away. Right. Brilliant. Thanks so much for giving us an overview. I think it's a very amazing technology that we have developed there. And I would love to see that in a lot of stores, yeah. user experience is just so much better. So it makes perfect sense. Thanks so much Thank for you. your time. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.